2: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, she heard something outside of her window. She really shouldn't have gotten up to see what it was.
3: This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
2: Hey, if you have a real ghost story, we'd like to hear it. So call it in, 855-853-4802, or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you want an ad-free version of the show along with advanced episodes and access to the archive, Become a premium subscriber. You can go through Apple Podcasts. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash real ghost stories. You can also sign up at ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes, and my sister Kathy Gordon is here with me today. Yeah, right here in the room. Because big news to anybody who's been listening to the show for a while. So a year and a couple months ago, I lost my dog, and I got a new dog. Oh, I have a new dog and he's a tiny, he's totally different. I've always been a big dog person. Like my biggest dog was a hundred pounds and up to now my smallest dog was around 55. This dog I'm going to guess is 15. Yeah, I would say 15. In fact, my cat Izzy is the same height as this dog and he's a Shih Tzu mix and his name is Benjamin Oh, you guys! He's Benji. so
3: cute. He's so cute. But he's, tell him their his whole name.
2: Well, his whole name because Kathy and I were looking at him yesterday, and I and she's like, you know, we've been tossing out names for I don't know yeah, a days. week yeah. days. It hasn't even been a week actually. It's Saturday, and I got him on Tuesday. Yeah. So we've been tossing around names, this that, and and one day I had seen another rescue dog whose name was Benji, and I'm like, Benji is the cutest name. So I'm like, yes, yesterday, I'm like, what do you think about Benji?
3: And you're like, Benji's really cute. Well, it's really old school 70s because wasn't there a Benji dog during the 70s? Seems like like it, a yeah. movie or a TV show with Benji in it? Yeah, the dog. Mm-hmm.
2: seems like it. Yeah. And so then I said, well, maybe Buttons because he's got button eyes and button nose. And then Kathy says, wasn't there a movie with Brad Pitt called Something About Benjamin Buttons? And I'm like, I think there was. Wasn't there? I mean, we yeah. we do think there was. Yeah. And so we, we, me, but we, actually, because it was, we did this together. We named him Mr. Benjamin Buttons. That's right. So he's Benji, Benjamin, Mr. Buttons. Mm-hmm. Any variation of those things. That's
3: right. And he is absolutely adorable. He is. He's really adorable. It, well, he's got a really good personality and a really good presence. He's just got you know, he's just easy to get along with, everybody, and just super cute. And he's
2: become besties with your dog, and yeah. so they're so really cute So I had to come together. over
3: this weekend to meet him. He's,
2: he's really, really cute.
3: He's asleep at our feet right now.
2: Mr. Benjamin Buttons. Mr. <laughs> Benjamin Buttons. It just seems like he should have a distinguished name, like Mr. something.
3: Yeah. And I'm thinking in that Benjamin Button, which I liked that movie with Brad Pitt. And, and it, it seems like he it. started old and he gets younger. Like he does the
0: reverse. It kind seems
2: like that. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember it. I just remember
3: seeing it. I saw it and I liked it. I like Brad Pitt, though.
2: And I bet he would like my dog, Benji. Bet, bet he would.
3: <laughs> so he's really cute. It's
2: been... Uh, we should have named him Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend Phil was trying to get me to name him Brad. And I was like, I like the name Brad for my dog, except I know too many people named Brad. And it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I named my dog the same name as you. Whatever. So I'm like, Benji, I don't know anybody named Benji. Yeah. I don't know anybody else's dog is named
3: Benji. No. Because that's a hard thing. I name mine off after baseball players.
2: Well, my cat's named after a baseball player. So this first story says, I have always been somewhat sensitive to spirits. I've seen apparitions and shadow people my whole life. Now, now that isn't how you... I have been somewhat sensitive to spirits, but you've seen apparitions and shadow people your whole life. We're taking out this somewhat. I'm starting this story over. I am sensitive to spirits. Yes. I have seen apparitions and shadow people my whole life. That's how i think that should start this is the story of my first encounter and how it all started the house we lived in when i was little was in a small midwest town i'm an only child and always played alone in my bedroom my father would always be in the living room at the other end of the house and hear me talking to someone in my room i distinctly remember him coming into the doorway of my room and asking me who I was talking to, I would always respond the same way. I would just tell him, I was talking to the woman who came through the wall. Oh, my. (laughs) Last thing you want to hear your small child say. Oh, wow. You know. Yeah. It's like right up there with, I took candy from a stranger today. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. Says this continued the whole time we lived in that house. The lot that the house sat on sloped sharply from front to back. My bedroom was at the back of the house and the window was about eight feet off of the ground. I woke up one night in the middle of the night to a scratching sound at my bedroom window. There were no trees, bushes, or plants by my window, so I knew it wasn't anything like that. What happened next is seared into my mind like it happened just last night. I got out of bed. I went and turned on my bedroom light as I slowly walked over to the window and grabbed the curtains. I took a deep breath and ripped the curtains open. What I saw still gives me goosebumps. Here's where it gets weird. Okay. There was a woman floating outside the window. She was grayish in color and wearing a tattered nightgown. Her hair was black, her eyes were glowing red, her teeth were sharp, and her fingernails and toenails were incredibly long and pointy. She was screeching and clawing at the window with her fingers and toes while she was flailing her arms and legs. I wished I had never looked out of that window. Not a day goes by that I don't think about that woman.
3: I'll bet. What
2: the hell? Yeah. So. We've talked about, you know, tapping at the window. We get lots of stories like that. But never a woman floating with, you know, those glowy eyes and the fingernail and toenail thing going on. Well, and
3: it's odd that she looked like saw. Like, I can see her seeing maybe the long fingernails. But this meant that she stood there and looked a second so that she looked all the way down and saw these toenails. Right. I mean. I would have closed those curtains so quick. I don't think I'd have taken that all in.
2: I don't know. Maybe if you open the curtains and it's like, ah, and shut them, maybe you would get a pretty good, like, what the hell? But she definitely remembers it in very vivid detail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It says, a while later, we moved out of that house And I stopped talking to the woman that came through the wall after we got into our new home. While we were packing things up to move, one of the neighbors came over and told my mom that the man who lived in the house before us hung himself in the garage. When his wife got home from the grocery store, she found him and opened the garage door to pull the car in. Oh my God. I couldn't imagine that. I never found out who or what was in the house. The house was always occupied, but it got more and more dilapidated through the years until it was finally torn down a few years ago. I always wanted to talk to the other people who lived in that house to see if they ever had any experiences. One of my cousins had gone through the house when it was on the market and decided not to buy it because he got a really creepy feeling while in the house. I truly believe there was something sinister in that house. I'm gonna uh, go
3: with you on that. Or floating outside the house. Yeah, yeah.
2: But what's weird is that the the suicide, which is horrific, doesn't it all feel connected to that woman yeah. floating outside the house? It seems like that's two different things. Yeah, it's super, or unless it was the wife who found him you know, maybe it drove her crazy and she later died and now she's floating outside the house. Maybe, and and I guess that was... But she feels mean. But I guess that was just a one-time thing that she saw that outside. But Okay, then here's another question. Do you think the floating woman
3: Mm. is the walking through walls woman? I don't know. See, I thought that too, but yet the floating woman seemed really frightening, whereas the walking through walls woman she would talk to and seemed to visit with, yeah. Like, that wasn't super scary. She just walked through the wall and started talking to her, so she didn't seem afraid. So of So maybe
2: at one point the floating woman got evicted from the house. She's just outside, pissed off, and she's <laughs> like, can... "I'm gonna. I'm trying to get in. Kid will open the know, that window is for
3: me." Really? Yeah, that's really a disturbing thing, you know. But, but I
2: don't feel like the suicide has much to do with a woman walking through the wall and has anything to do with the floating woman, but could have everything to do with her cousin getting the creeps when he or she went through the house. Definitely. I don't know. He, I guess, was a cousin. I don't know. That's an interesting story. And, you know, when you're young, and she seems very, very, very sure of what she saw. So it doesn't really seem like it was a dream.
3: Yeah, yeah, she didn't. She, you know, she seemed very confident that she opened the window, saw this thing, and heard the tapping, and went to the window. I
2: don't know what the hell that is. I don't but know. here's the thing: next time I hear tapping, and this should be a lesson to all of us, when you hear tapping outside your
3: window, just don't look. <laughs> just don't.
2: Just be like, oh <laughs> hell no. No, Not today, Satan. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't looking outside at some floating. Well, woman. and it's
3: kind of amazing that just the curtains being left alone will keep you from satanic evil. <laughs> like they can't get through to you any other way. It's like, dang, if she just opened the curtains, I could have, you know, had her soul or something. <laughs> but she wouldn't open the curtains. Well, so.
2: but then you got to open the window. Maybe it's the window. that's keeping. Maybe tap, tap,
3: tap, like open the window. Come, come on. on, come on. I need to take your soul. I'm trying to get in there. Yeah. I got a job to do. There's a quota.
2: <laughs> like I have to get five souls by the end of the day or whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That one's creepy, but I think the lesson there is just don't look out the window. Mm. So here's our next story.
4: Hey, Tony, a uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, Love your show, love that, you know, you kind of go and expand into stuff that we might not necessarily understand or, you know, can't understand right now. Anyways, my personal story is uh, I have two, but they're relatively quick, so I'll make it short for you. Um, the first one was initially when I was living down in Lakewood in Colorado. And a couple of, you know, my friends and I were renting this house and hadn't really had any negative history or anything that I'm aware of. But uh, just I was going down into the basement one day and, you know, again, it pretty much was out of the blue. Turned the corner and I'd always felt something eerie about it, but I suppose that's probably just basements in the first place. But turn the corner, and we had, uh, if you turn the corner from the stairs, you immediately go into the laundry room and kind of our workout room off to the left, but immediately to the right is going to be uh, the washer and dryer, and can't explain it to this day, Uh, just some long eyes of some sort of entity, you know, somewhere in that blackness, and it was... Enough for me to literally drop my laundry basket around and like there on all fours so um, it was just that culmination of the and then haggle visual confirmation that made it so uh yeah, I like I said I scampered away pretty quick, so um. The second one is a little less malevolent. I didn't feel anything positive in that first occurrence, but had recently moved out to Sterling, Colorado. And um, I live in the house that uh, my grandfather built. And so there's I never got any negative energy or a negative vibe about it. And obviously, you know, it's close family. There was no amity like that strangest thing. I was laying in bed, just kind of watching some Netflix, and I had my dog next to me, and usually he's very attuned to intruders or just people around. He's not afraid to bark and, you know, uh, was just passed out. And I felt somebody come to the right side of my bed, where I was sitting closest to. And, uh, again, couldn't see anything, but Unfortunately, I know sometimes when you're feeling around in the dark or whatever, you kind of use your body to bump into things like that, a soft object like the side of my mattress and bed. And lo and behold, I literally felt the impact of someone, what you would assume is kind of their shin or something, pressing into that right side of the mattress. Um, I was a little weirded out say the least but kind of didn't think too much of it maybe my mind's paying tricks on me or whatever and kind of checked my dog and still no reaction from him until I kind of looked towards my right side which I still had some room over on the mattress so I wasn't directly off of the side of the bed and you know just kind of logically was thinking well if that is me or something else you know you would press down with one of your knees and then press down with a hand if you were coming close to me. And as no sooner had I thought that I saw the indentations on the mattress of what would be where like a right knee would go and then the left hand. And during this time, I'm just freaking out. But at the same point, I felt kind of an internal calm because it didn't seem like anything wanted to hurt me it wasn't malevolent you know thinking about it 30 seconds afterwards it would have been the position of like one of my past grandparents leaning down to kiss me on the forehead is where I would have been and at that point realizing that I just freaked out and started trying to wake my dog and he was just completely amicable had no problems didn't seem upset so share it if you will don't You know, no worries. But like I said, love your show. Listen for a long time and plan on continuing to do so. All right. Bye-bye.
2: The second part of that story, what's interesting to me is that you would think his dog would wake up. Like if it was something there and something had gotten on the bed. Yeah.
3: um, Because I've had that happen before where, and I know I've told you guys this, but in the building that I used to live in, uh, the haunted former funeral home, uh, one night I was sleeping, and something like reached down and pulled the hair like my bangs were down, and it was like it pulled the hair out of my face, and it was just like somebody did that. and like he's saying it like his it felt like somebody very loving. Reached down and just gently pulled the hair off of my face. Now it scared the crap out of me. And, but both my dogs were on, I had little dogs and they were both on the bed. They both sat up. Now they didn't bark. They didn't, you know, do anything. They just sat up and were both looking around the room. And so that's what surprises me about this one that this was so forceful enough to put an imprint into the yeah. bed that the dog didn't. Because my dogs both just sat right up. Because that's where I would probably be knowing me.
2: Telling myself that did not just happen because my dog would have reacted to it. So all of that was in my imagination. That's what I would tell myself. But I also haven't had that experience. (laughs) So I might be like, holy shit, that was scary. But But both my dogs reacted. Yeah. And so that surprises me could that the dog it be didn't, yeah. that it would have been such a familiar and loving spirit that the dogs just
3: slept right through it I know Can that's that what I wondered like is it did they know the grandparents had the dog ever been around that? Yeah. You, you know them before and then it was just like oh they're here yeah you know and didn't pay any attention uh, boy that's really a strong presence though if you're feeling the that like the knee on the bed and then the left hand going down to like like you would get into bed, yeah, you know, at night. I, I just trying to. It's the dog thing that throws me mm-hmm. off. Me too. The, you know, I just think that, that's that's uh, fascinating about the dog.
2: In the other story, he kind of cut out right about the time he was saying when he was in downstairs lawn, doing laundry, and he saw two eyes. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what the hell now, that is, he but I don't want to see there. that.
3: Now, basement's notorious for this Mm -hmm. sort of thing. We we do know that. And it sounded like maybe he had gone down there before and felt this weirdness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So this was coming.
2: And then what do you do after that? You got to do your laundry. You can't just start wearing dirty clothes day in and day out. And who wants to go to a laundromat? I mean, because, and I only say that because I spent years going to a laundromat.
3: (laughs) So at this point, I'm like, thank God I got a washer and dryer in my own house. Well, and sometimes, you know, it's one of those things where you have to go do this thing, like the laundry or whatever. You run down there, you do it, you just run right back, you know, the whole time. Could you?
2: Okay, so hypothetical. What if you went down to do your laundry and that happened to you? Would you just start going to the laundromat for a while? I think I, I, think I did,
3: would. You know, I, as a kid, when we lived in the haunted house, I remember, you know, there were times I'd have to go like upstairs by myself and it would scare me because, yeah. you know, you always felt like somebody was watching you when you did it and you'd go up the stairs. So I would go up the stairs and I would sing like raindrops keep falling on my head. Like, you know, I would be like really loud and singing. And somehow I thought that that helped keep things away if I was being like real obnoxious. You and know?
2: singing happy songs. Yeah,
3: like, you know, so happy together. <laughs> like, really, really loud, you know? <laughs> so it's like, um, I'm coming up here just to let you know to leave me alone. Exactly. And sometimes you will say that out loud, like, I'm coming down the stairs now. And you thump, thump all so the way you, down. Here. Are
2: you saying maybe he's saying like a, you know, a little Taylor Swift or a Uptown Funk or I don't know? I'm just trying to think. Yeah, you know, not one of Taylor Swift's like
3: angry songs. No, no,
2: no, no, no. Some of her earlier stuff.
3: Something nice, you know. But but I don't know. I I would often do that just to kind of make myself big and obnoxious and think uh, no spirit wants to haunt me because I'm so annoying.
2: Maybe I don't know. But if I saw two eyes looking at me,
3: I it might be over with me and my. But I would used to. You know, I would talk real loud and you know things.
2: But it didn't help because you still had to do that every time you went upstairs. (laughs) Just saying. I don't know. I think that's just some creepy, creepy stuff. Yeah, he's
3: had some experiences for sure. Yeah, and I do
2: definitely think paranormal. And I think if you see eyes, you know that you just saw some eyes that
3: shouldn't have been there. Absolutely.
2: So if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. You can call it in 855-853-4802. Right in at realghoststoriesonline.com And if you want an ad-free version of the show You will also get advanced episodes And access to the archive Just become a premium subscriber You can go through Apple Podcasts You can sign up through patreon.com Slash realghoststories Or at ghostpodcast.com And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online Thanks for listening
5: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development online, in-person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy!